Welcome everyone to Do Well and Do Good. You're here because you have the desire to create financial freedom, but you also want to make a powerful positive impact on the world. This podcast exists to tell the inspiring stories of men and women who have achieved both, people who do well and do good. I'm your host, Dorothy Ilson, and I'm here to help you discover proof that individuals have the ability to make a massive impact. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Do Well and Do Good podcast. This is episode 43, and I am so excited that you're here. Before I jump into today's topic, I want to remind you that if you are enjoying the show, the best way that you can help is by rating and reviewing on iTunes or wherever you are listening. That goes such a long way in helping new people to find the show, and I am very grateful as always. Today, during this solo show, I want to talk about something really, really critical, something that I learned a lot about in 2018, and that is boundaries. See, I have a confession for you, and that is that I am a habitual people pleaser. Now, this has been something that has been going on my entire life, and the manifestation of this ranges from the harmless such as incessant worry about whether or not a house guest is having a good time to the actually harmful, like allowing someone to walk all over me because I don't want to quote unquote upset them. And I know that this isn't just me. When I was preparing for this interview, I actually stumbled across a website for the Society for Recovering Doormats. If that is not an indication that this is a widespread problem, then I don't know what is. Setting boundaries is something that can completely transform our lives in a ton of different areas, whether it be, you know, our stress levels at work or our level of satisfaction in our personal relationships. Boundaries are really about self-esteem and self-respect. Your boundaries are your values. And the way that you set them or don't is really representative how much or how little you actually respect yourself. Point blank. You know, when you don't set boundaries and instead you allow other people to create your limits for you, you risk losing sight of yourself. And it probably comes as no surprise that they're not going to create limits for you. They're going to take whatever they can and not worry about whether or not it is you know, healthy or productive or effective for you and for your mental health. See, by setting your own boundaries, you're telling others how you want and expect to be treated, and then you're enforcing those limits. I'm not kidding when I say that my ability to set boundaries, the way that I learned to do this in 2018, really was a game changer. It's not easy, but I can practically guarantee that both in your personal and your professional lives, you're going to be able to identify a number of different areas where this can really make a difference for you. I'll take you through a few examples to illustrate kind of what I'm talking about and get the wheels turning for what you can do for yourself, you know, what sorts of boundaries that you can begin to implement. On the personal side, one big one that is probably true for almost all of us is spending too much time with friends who are either continuously negative or they're always gossiping or complaining. You know, conversations are always about other people. They're always bringing you down. And what's 
what's so important about this is that when you engage in those kinds of conversations, it's not helpful for the other person either. You could, for example, you know, set a boundary that you don't gossip. You simply don't engage in those conversations. And then when you find yourself in that situation, you can actually say to, you know, your friend, whoever you're talking to, you know, I've actually, I have a personal policy against gossiping that I'm really working hard to stick to. So could we change the subject? If that doesn't work, then you need to remove yourself. If you have a friend who is just really, really negative, that really kind of brings you into a dark headspace, I'm not saying that you need to go cold turkey or cut people out of your life overnight, but you do need to audit how much time you are spending around those people versus around people who really lift you up and have conversations that inspire you. Another example from my personal life is, you know, I've mentioned on the show before, my parents uh, are going through divorce right now. And one thing that I've had to do over the last several months is set a boundary around the kinds of things that they were sharing with me. You know, as an adult, you know, you kind of talk to your parents like you talk to a friend, which I love. I have an incredible relationship with both my mother and my father. But at a certain point, I had to say, you know what? I, I need you to treat me like the kid in this situation a little bit. You know, there's certain things that I just can't be, you know, your venting ground for. And they've been so respectful of that. And it's really made going through this situation as the child a lot easier. So those are just two examples of some personal boundaries that you might want to set. But then on the professional side, you know, when it comes to your work, there are going to be a ton that you can think through that will make a big impact. For me, a big one was having clients who texted me. This was such a distraction. It really didn't fit in with my workflow. And when a client would text me something, because I wasn't receiving it you know, through email where I can just forward it off to my task management system, you know, I can see it while I'm working and take care of it right then... I'm getting a text message and then so often it would just slip through the cracks and I would forget about it or not reply. And it was just really a big problem. And so I had to get very firm with my clients to say, we do not text. You communicate with me through email and it's really for you. It's to make sure that nothing's going to slip through the cracks, that I'm going to be able to respond effectively and that really that will end up getting you the fastest, most efficient, full, productive response. Uh, similarly, is responding to emails or texts immediately. We've gotten into this habit, I think a lot of us, of feeling like if we receive a text message, if we receive an email, we we have to reply right then. The reality is, is that hardly anything really requires an immediate response. And so it really helps to be able to set those boundaries so that you know that you know, I only respond to emails at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Anytime in between, you're going to have to wait until the next day or until the afternoon. And it's just going to help your productivity. It's going to help your you know, head clutter. It's going to help you to have a clear mind so that you can actually you know, work and concentrate on the things that are going to provide the most value. Another big one professionally is putting limits on yourself that other people aren't asking for. 
One service that I offer inside of my advertising agency are account audits. So this is basically where I will get access to a client's ad account and I'll go in and do a deep dive to figure out what's the lowest hanging fruit for them to improve their results and what would I recommend that they do to be able to scale their paid traffic profitably. I used to really put a ton of pressure on myself to turn these around insanely fast. So when I would get a request for an audit, I would almost always just offer proactively to have it done in 24 hours or 48 hours. It never occurred to me that none of my clients were actually expecting that kind of speed. They would be thrilled to have it done in a week. So I recognized that that was a limit that I was just putting on myself for no reason other than I had some convoluted idea in my head that it was expected of me, but it wasn't expected of me in the slightest. And ever since I moved to this model of, you know, an account audit takes a week, not a single person has complained, not a single person has been anything other than thrilled with the result of that audit and with the amount of time that it took. So make sure that any limits that you are setting are coming from actual necessity rather than just something that you are imagining or or really making up at the end of the day. Another big one is learning how to batch your time. So for example, you could set a boundary that you only take calls from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then you stick to that. Even if you have a boss, you would be amazed at how open they will be to your attempts to set boundaries when you explain that the purpose is to make sure that you are as effective and productive as possible. So I encourage you to take a look at the things that are stressing you in your professional life and figure out what boundaries you could set around those things that are going to ease some of that tension, that are going to give you more free space in your mind, you know, more flexibility, you know, more control over what's happening. Same thing in your personal life. You know, figure out what's important to you, what your values are, and then set boundaries that support those, that embrace those, and you are going to be amazed at the difference that this will make. Now, when it comes to setting boundaries, you can't just stop with the setting part. Enforcing your boundaries is obviously the necessary second half. For recovering doormats like myself, for all of you people pleasers out there, this is going to be really, really hard to do. Trust me, I get it. I have, for my entire life, been so wary of upsetting people, of having people be you know, angry with me or disappointed in me or think that I'm being lazy or being difficult or being inflexible. But the thing is, is that you need to do this. Again, it's about self-respect and it is about doing what needs to be done for your mental health, your happiness, and really keeping number one, number one. One tactic that works really, really well is to learn how to say thank you instead of I'm sorry. One thing that is very common is to apologize for your boundaries, but they are not something that you should apologize for. Instead of, for example, saying, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Say, thank you for your understanding. Not only 
Is this going to be a healthier way for you to approach these things? But it's also going to make the other person feel better. You're saying thank you. You're appreciating them. You are recognizing the concession they're making in sticking to your boundary and working around that. Another thing that can be really, really powerful when explaining this to other people is if you do have someone who, who's upset with one of your boundaries or you know, feels like you're blowing them off or feels like you know, they're being treated unfairly, one really good way to handle that is to set a personal policy. I even mentioned it before in a previous example. If you have a boundary that you're not going to gossip, then instead of saying to your friend, you know, I don't think this is a good conversation. You know, I don't want to gossip. Gossiping is bad. Saying it in a way that's going to make them feel attacked or make them feel put down. You can just say, I recently, I I set a personal policy that I'm not going to gossip anymore. So do you mind if we change the subject? When you phrase it like that, when you phrase it that you have a personal policy, it's no longer about them. It's about you. It's about your policy. And that's going to take the pressure off. It's going to help that other person to feel comfortable and to respect that boundary that you're putting in place. Point blank, the bottom line here is that learning how to create effective boundaries and then enforce those boundaries is a massive, massive opportunity in every single area of your life to just feel more centered, more in control, and just to be in the driver's seat rather than allowing other people to dictate where your attention's going, where your time is going, and to set your priorities for you. If this is something that you're working on, if this is something you've had trouble with in the past, then I encourage you to shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know. You can find me at Dorothy Ilson. That's D-O-R-O-T-H-Y-I-L-L-S-O-N. Any of you fellow recovering doormats out there, I would love to hear from you. So send me that message. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I will see you back here next week.